Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. And don't forget, you can email anything you want to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All right, before I get to this creepy, look, you're going to think, you're going to think this creepy audio I'm playing you is something that I just created or made up on my own. It's not, but I'm, I'm going to just pause on that for a minute because I do, I do want to make sure I take a moment and do something. Look, I, I feel like we have an obligation to do important things on this show. And maybe the most important thing on, we do on this show is we bring up when I was right about something. That way I can rub it in everyone's face and say, ha, 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 look how smart I am. Just feel like what, Chris? I feel like that's an important part of the show. So maybe you remember, gosh, it seems like it was just yesterday. Oh, that's because it was yesterday. Maybe you remember yesterday when I got up and I said this. The reason I bring all this up is I see very clearly where we're going right now. And it's going to be absolutely maddening for you to watch and me to watch. But Chris, go ahead and write this one down. You want to know where we're going for real? The Biden administration is ecstatic about what's going on in Europe. They couldn't possibly be happier. Why? What, what is that? Why? We have an administration right now. Remember the type of people who lead this country. We have an administration deeply unpopular. We are seeing numbers out there, poll numbers like nothing we've ever seen before as far as the unpopularity of the Democratic Party and the prospects of a complete and total wipeout in the midterms. The Biden administration is not worried about you and how you're hurting. They're not worried about vaccine mandates. They're not worried about inflation. They're not worried about a single thing that affects you or that you're worried about. They're worried about themselves and gaining and keeping power. What does that have to do with what's going on in Europe? Well, if you're the Biden administration, you're a bunch of scumbag communists who have no idea how to reduce costs. You have no idea how to secure the border. And even if you do, you don't want to. That's the last thing in the world you want. What you do need, though, is a scapegoat. You don't, you don't actually care that you're getting slaughtered at the gas pump. Joe Biden, Jen Psaki, Ron Klain, Susan Rice, I mean, you pick them. They don't care about you and your stresses at the gas pump. They don't care that you just had to cut out beef because your family can't afford it anymore. That, none, that doesn't cross their mind. What does cross their mind is this. Well, we can't have them blaming us for it. The Biden administration is going to want this, this war in Europe, if it becomes that, God forbid, they're going to want it to ramp up and not down because then they'll be able to blame every single thing you're unhappy about on what's going on in Europe. Oh, mad about lumber prices? Oh, those stinking Russians. Up, oh, can't afford the price at the pump? Dang those Russians. Oh, you're mad about this? You're mad about that? Cost of beef? Well, you know, Russia, the sanctions cross over. Russia, Russia, Russia. You, you, you thought you got tired of hearing about Russia when Donald Trump was president and they were making up lies about him colluding with them? You're gonna, that's going to be nothing compared to what's coming over the next year, at least leading up to the midterms. The Biden people are so sick and evil and depraved, they're going to look at that thing popping off in Europe and they're going to say to themselves, oh, nice, this is outstanding. You can blame it all on the Russians.
Headline today, actually, to be fair, this was last night. Now, this was after the show last night, so I get to claim total high ground here. Yeah, Chris. Oh, yeah, in your face. You're just mad because you're not an oracle like I am, Chris. You know, a lot of people think I have one of these crystal balls where I can see into the future. I do. My brain is a crystal ball, Chris. What? It's fine. Headline, CBS News. The U.S. economy has been hit with increased gas prices, inflation, and supply chain issues due to the Ukraine crisis. Vladimir Putin's been in Ukraine for about five minutes, and all of a sudden, all the problems the Biden administration has brought to this country, they're all, of course, of course, it's all because of this Ukraine stuff. Get ready for a full year of this. As the president talked about in his speech, um, we are aware that, again, when America stands for her principles and all of the things that we hold dear, um, it requires sometimes for, for us to put ourselves out there in a way that maybe we will incur some cost. And in this situation, um, that may relate to energy costs, for example. But we are taking very specific and appropriate, I believe, steps to mitigate what that cost might be if it happens. Oh, they're already laying the ground. They're doing that's what you call prepping the ground. All right. Speaking of prepping the ground, we've been talking a lot tonight, including with Dave Reboy in the first hour. We've been talking a lot about how we are separated now. How you me, people who share our values, we are separated and feel very much separated from our cultural institutions who hate us. Let's be honest. They hate us. They're blaming us. Okay. We know that. And Dave went into it, and I've been going into how dangerous it is that they control each and every part of our institution. Therefore, they can always just grab the next thing and crush you or crush me. Now, this first video I'm going to play, this first bit of audio I'm going to play, it has some scary-sounding music in the background, which actually I wish they didn't do because it doesn't need it, but it has some scary-sounding music in the background, and it's about Klaus Schwab and, and Justin Trudeau. And remember this. I'm not going to stop because this is going to come into play. The World Economic Forum, headed by Klaus Schwab, what you really need to understand is this. It's globalism, communism. That's all it is. It is a bunch of billionaires and politicians and people like that who've gotten together. They have decided the Western limits on their power are absurd. They're smarter and better than all of us. This whole idea of countries and sovereignty and borders, that's so yesterday. Remember, the communist revolution had to be for everyone, right? They hate the limits on their power and their goal is to make dang sure those limits get taken away so they, the better people, you know, you and I were dumb peasants, so they can then rule as the kings and queens they should be. Here's a little Klaus Schwab audio before I get to the really creepy part. The young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, half of this government, are actually young leaders of the world. We penetrate the cabinets. The change is not just happening. The change can be shaped by us. We have to prepare for a more angry world. How to prepare? Take the necessary action to create a fairer world. I see the need for a great reset. The people assume 
we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. There is only one way this pandemic is going to go. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. The next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner. And it is the climate crisis. Klaus Schwab, born, hang on, hang on, let me make sure I confirm it. Born in Germany, 1938. Oh, okay. That is that is interesting. Oh, no, you guys, you guys think I'm kidding? Michael and Chris think I'm thinking. Look it up. Klaus Schwab, born in Germany, 1938. Hmm. But keeping that in mind, I, I want, I'm going to play this one more time because I do believe it is that important. And I want you to pay attention to a couple things. I'm going to pause it and interrupt a couple times just because I can't go too long without hearing the sound of my own voice. But I want you to pay attention to a couple of things because there are some really, really important things in here because I'm not even at the creepy audio yet. That was bad enough. Oh, I'm not at the creepy part, Chris. Listen again. The young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, half of this government, are actually young nobilities of the world. We penetrate the cabinets. Penetrate the cabinets. That's something, something I played for you before. We penetrate the cabinets? What? What does that mean? Well, penetration, that's a that's a spy. That's an infiltration. That that's that's the kind of talk you do when you're trying to overthrow a government, when you're trying to upset a current order. That's what he's talking about. Change is not just happening. The change can be shaped by us. We have to prepare for a more angry world. How to prepare? takes the necessary action okay i'm about out of time here so i just want to make sure i i i I cover this the change isn't going to happen we're going to make the change hmm that is the way that is interesting especially for people who've been pushing a medication on everyone out there we're going to make the change happen are you ready to be as creeped out as as you've ever been creeped out in your life and i mean goosebumps creeped out get ready you're about to be. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And remember, if you miss any part of the show, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. I'm not going to recap that creepy Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum piece I just played for you about penetrating the cabinets, about causing, cause, being the cause of things, not just watching. Being the cause of things. And they have to be prepared for anger. What does that mean? Be prepared. You know what? You know what? We are going to play it again. Listen to this. Listen, because this is a part that goes right by when they focus on everything else. What does it mean being prepared for anger? The young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, half of this government, are actually young nobilities of the world. We penetrate the cabinets. The change is not just happening. The change can be shaped by us. We have to prepare for a more angry world. How to prepare? Take the necessary action to create a... We have to prepare for a more angry world. How do we prepare? Now, why would the world... Why would the world be angry? Who's he talking about? Let me ask you something. 
How do you feel about your country right now? How do you feel about what's taking place in the Western nations right now? You enjoying it? Are you enjoying government destroying mental health, destroying businesses? Are you enjoying the government throwing open your border and flooding your country with illegal immigrants? Are you enjoying that you now live in a nation where man and woman, the concept of that is based on which party you've joined? Are you enjoying this world or do you feel, dare I say it, angry? Yeah, they're worried about you. They understand there's going to be pushback with this great reset he talks about. They're worried about pushback coming from you. At Davos a few years ago, you know, the Edelman survey showed us that the good news is the elite across the world trust each other more and more. So we can come together and design and do beautiful things together. The bad news is that in every single country they were polling, the majority of people trusted that elite less. There you have it. Again, this, these are their words. I'm not, I'm not mixing something up. These are their words. You ready for the creepy audio? How long have we been talking tonight about how they control every part of it and how they have a plan and how they've put out things like you'll own nothing and you'll be happy? That's not me saying it. The words like great reset, that's them. That's their language. I want you to listen to this and I want you to understand I didn't make this on my life, Chris, Michael, no one edited this edited this here. The CEO of the Canadian Banking Association. The CEO of the Canadian Banking Association not only made this video on purpose, he put out this video for public consumption. Are you ready? It's a little long. Hang with me. Get ready for goosebumps, because man, here they come. Canada is on the cusp of a revolutionary innovation that will transform the way Canadians authenticate themselves online and protect their identity. Digital ID. All of us are living in a digital world, but we're tethered to an analog model of how we identify ourselves. Memorizing countless online passwords, carrying government-issued licenses, plastic cards, and more. Digital ID is a way for Canadians to identify themselves to government, businesses, and each other electronically, with ease and rock-solid security, without the need to present physical documents. One interconnected network. A federated digital ID ecosystem developed in collaboration with Canada's best and brightest talent from our banks, telecommunication companies. Pause that, pause that real quick just for a second. A federated digital ID ecosystem. Are you creeped out yet? I mean, you, you do understand what he's talking about, all right? I want to make sure you're perfectly clear on what exactly he's talking about. We, we have this old analog system where you had to memorize a password. That's <laughs> so ridiculous. You had to pull out a physical ID. Man, there's no need for that. All we need is digital ID. So what would he be talking about? I don't understand. So I don't have to memorize a password anymore? Jesse, that sounds great. I don't have to pull out my ID to buy some Bud Heavies at 7-Eleven. Jesse, man, that sounds cool. Hmm, does, right? Where do you think that digital ID is going to go? How do you think they're going to track all that information? Have you thought about it? 
I'll give you another minute while this audio plays to figure out what he's talking about. Man, I hope you're already creeped out, but he continues. Law enforcement and government. It would have the power and security to store every Canadian's electronic identity and attributes. And it would unlock countless opportunities for Canadians to verify who they are. And attributes? It would have the ability to store everyone's ID and attributes? What attributes are those exactly? And I hate to bring up old stuff because it was a few seconds earlier, but I didn't want to pause it again so fast. Remember, it wasn't just the banks and everyone getting involved in this. Law enforcement was would be getting involved in this as well. Okay, well, let's just make this about Canada really quickly. Are those the same cops that were just stomping old women's heads into the ground with horses and then got caught laughing about it privately? Said they should do it more. Are those are those the cops? Or you know what? Forget about forget about Canada. Would that be the same FBI that isn't even looking into Black Lives Matter or Antifa, yet they've deemed concerned parents to be potential domestic terrorists? Don't worry, it's just a digital ID. Oh, he continues. Are ...safely, quickly, and securely, while only revealing the information necessary for each transaction. A fast, easy, and secure way to bank, sign up for government services, shop, travel, and more. Canada's banks are perfectly situated to help lead the creation of a federated digital ID system between government and the private sector. The World Economic Forum agrees that banks and financial institutions should lead the path forward for digital ID. Uh, I'm sorry? Did he just say, who was it? Uh, uh, Chris, maybe my speakers are wrong in, in the new fancy studio here. I would have sworn after this long, creepy montage he gave about digital ID, I would have sworn he just said the the World Economic Forum is the one behind this. You don't, you probably think I'm making this up. On my life, this is not only real. These are the things these people are saying publicly. Now, let me ask you something before we go into a break and we get to emails and whatnot. If that's what they're saying publicly, what do you think they're saying privately? Hang on. One of the great songs of all time, Chris. One of the great songs. I don't care what anyone says. I don't know what you're laughing about. I love that song. And look, if you don't, if you say you don't move your head when that song comes on, you're a freaking liar. That's the truth. <laughs> That's the truth. All right, I'm, I'm going to play it for you one more time. Then we're going to get to your emails. Ned Price just got up and, man, had some dark things to say. I'll get to that in a second. But I'm actually going to play this in its entirety one more time for everybody. Not the Canadian banking guy talking about digital ID. I just want you to hear this. And the reason I'm playing this for, what is it, third, fourth time on the show? Not only because of the information involved in it. Social media, they're deleting this video when people post this video online. Whenever we find out about something social media doesn't want us to hear or see, or repeat, that automatically tells me all I need to know about how valid it is. These aren't my words. This is Klaus Schwab with the World Economic Forum being very <clears throat> forward with his vision for the world. The young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, half of this government, are actually young nobodies of the world. Right. 
we penetrate the cabinets. The change is not just happening. The change can be shaped by us. We have to prepare for a more angry world. How to prepare? Take the necessary action to create a fairer world. I see the need for a great reset. The people assume we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. There is only one way this pandemic is going to go. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. The next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner. And it is the climate crisis. Klaus Schwab, born Germany, 1938. All right, that's enough of that for now. Let's get on to some emails. But first, I do think it would be appropriate. We got some breaking news here. Ned Price, yikes, uh, he just got up and I really hope he misspoke here. Letting you know what we no longer will engage in, uh, and that is the pretense of diplomacy. Uh, you heard the secretary use that phrase yesterday, and that is what we have seen. Uh, this is and has been, in some ways, diplomatic kabuki theater uh, on the part of uh, the Russians, making statements that they are committed to a diplomatic path while their actions uh, suggest exactly the opposite. Uh, that is not an environment in which diplomacy can achieve the results uh, that it needs to achieve. That's not good. <laughs> it's certainly not good. And just understand this. As you know, I'm not going to spend all show, every show, talking about Ukraine and Russia because I don't care that much. As I said last night, I'll say it again repeatedly. The greatest threat in the world right now is Western governments turning against their own citizens. That is so much more important than anything going on in Eastern Europe. But uh, we're writing off diplomacy now? That was not good. That's not, that's not good at all. You know, let's get to some emails. Let's get to some bright, sunny emails. Jesse, I've noticed over the past few months of listening to you that you and, agree, you and I agree on many things. I'd love to hear your thoughts on why the left, especially those in government, are so excited about renewable energy. I realize that their excuse is global warming or climate change. I'm wondering why you think, though, they are really so into renewable energy, solar and wind, so on and so forth. We know those types of energy are not going to fulfill our needs. Let me pause right there for a moment. They know that, too. You have to understand something. They view humanity itself. Remember, environmentalism is simply part of the religion of communism. It's just another branding of communism. Environmentalism, it, it's anti-human. At its core, it believes human beings and the things we've built, the things we drive, your light bulbs, it believes humans themselves and the things humans have created are an actual plague on the earth. It's an anti-human religion. Well, what have we said about communism a thousand times? What's communism? Communism is an anti-human religion of destruction and death. They understand full well. It's not that they're into renewables, by the way. Don't kid yourself. They're not into solar and wind. They're into poverty, misery, and death. 
That's what they're into. By eliminating things like coal, like oil, they understand full well misery and poverty and death comes with it. That's the point. And the, the problem is that is so that is so unspeakably evil that it's hard for people, normal people, like you, it's hard for people to accept that. I mean, it's hard to accept. Wait, Jesse, what are you talking about? Uh, they would like millions of people to die? Uh, that can't be right. Man, I wish I was wrong. That's the last thing in the world I want, is, is to live in a world like that. I think that's, I mean, how horrible is that? But that's the point. And back to back to the what else? Why why is the left so in love with it? The left is in love with the misery and destruction and death that comes with it. But as always, the communist has found a way to enrich himself while he kills. Remember, remember, there's this gigantic myth that the, that these poor communists, everybody's poor and everyone's dying. No, 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 no. Most people are poor and dying under communism. Yes. The people at the top, they live like gods. Remember, Vladimir Putin? I mean, they're not really a communist country really anymore, but he's the wealthiest person on earth. It's not Jeff Bezos. Whichever Kim happens to be running North Korea at the moment, they're always one of the richest people on the planet. Yes, the North Korean people are all starving. There's no question about it. Remember, the current Kim, his dad... He was the world's largest consumer of Hennessy, expensive booze. They would just ship him crate loads of it. He had, oh, I forget the number. I'm, I think 24 mansions. They, they, the communist lives it up. The communists involved in all the renewable energy, they're making a fortune, an absolute fortune. You start some solar panel company, all you need is a Democrat in office, and they're stroking these massive checks. You're getting rich. You're returning the favor with campaign contributions. I mean, sure, a bunch of people are dying, and there are brownouts and blackouts, but that, whatever. They're not worried about it on the Learjet to France, baby. That's why. Always remember... The communist is not, he's not caught off guard by the misery and death that come with his policies. Misery and death are the point. All these DAs we love to rag on, Alvin Bragg in New York, and all, all these DAs across the country turning loose violent criminals. And of course, the violent criminals are now murdering and raping and robbing everyone. That's what they do. Alvin Bragg and people like him, they're not looking at that and saying, oh, dang, oh. Gosh, I blew this one. I had no idea. If I had known this guy was going to kill again, I would never turn him loose. I can't believe what a dummy I am. They're looking and thinking, well, yeah. Yeah, of course they are. But that's the point. The communist wants violent criminals turned loose in his society, which creates more fear. It creates more angst in people. It makes people search for some form of security. And inevitably, people will look to the government and cry, save us. Lenin did the same kind of stuff. Hey, murderers, go have a good one. Sorry, we need to make room in this jail for our political opponents anyway. This is standard communism. It's not new. The language changed. Communism didn't change at all. All right. We have a couple more emails, and then I have headlines I didn't get to. Now, let me talk about something else really quickly, something good. How about the fact you spend one-third of your life in bed? Do you realize that? 
I heard that once and I thought, that's so stupid. That's wild. And then you think about it. Oh, wow. Eight hours a night. Yeah, that is true. You spend one third of your life in bed. Please tell me you're sleeping in Giza dream sheets. They're the best, softest, greatest thing I've ever bought in my entire life. We actually own two sets, so one can always be on the bed while the other's in the wash. And right now, they're at their lowest price ever, 60% off, 6-0. You can get them as low as $39.99. But you got to go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code JESSE. May I suggest getting two sets, because then you can do what we do, one in the wash, one on the bed. MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, use the promo code JESSE. Or maybe you're driving, that's fine. Just call 800-845-0544, MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and look, it's the final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show, so we're going to get to headlines I didn't get to here in a second. If you would like to email us your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday, email all those to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, it's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Again, it wasn't my idea to split the show up into three parts. I don't like it at all. Just hit subscribe or hit follow so it automatically downloads and makes your life easier. Chris puts it in a in an appropriate order now. So we'll just, just hit play on hour one and it'll automatically start hour two and three. And so it does the same thing. But you better subscribe or else you're going to have to download it three times every single day. Before I get to the headlines and stuff, this, this email got to me. Dear smartest guy in the room. See, this is a person who knows, Chris. What, Chris? This is a person who is obviously... Highly, highly intelligent. In fact, you know what this person deserves? A missile. Did you guys screw up the missile button? Okay. My soundboard has been assaulted by these two meatheads for the past couple of days. We need a complete soundboard reset because nothing is working. <laughs> All right, forget about it. Anyway, have you ever thought about writing children's books? With your love and knowledge of history combined with your unique look at things, with your unique look at things and the ability to tell a story, I think you could be very successful at this endeavor. I'm a conservative public school teacher. Yes, we exist. And I know there are more out there who would welcome this in our classrooms. It's super important to have good, solid, viable options to counterbalance the liberal narrative that has taken over. Please, Dr. Jesse, the fate of the republic is in your hands. Keep fighting the good fight. One, God bless you for being a conservative teacher, and I know you're surrounded out there. The teacher's out there doing it right. God bless you. Two, I'll be honest with you, and maybe this is stupid. I'm not saying I would never do a kid's book, and this may come off as really, really dumb, but I'm really, really dumb, so I have no, I have no hesitation saying that at all. Um, like the kids who listen to the show. I know, I know we get so many emails from mothers. They'll listen with their kids. They'll be making dinner at night. They're sitting around listening to the show. Kids, will, they'll, they email in, ah, I snuck off, I listen to your show. My dad listens to the show every day with me in the car. Love the show. The fact that kids listen to the show, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. I don't want to say it intimidates because that's not the right word. I want to say it does. it creates a feeling of obligation in me that I'm not sure that I'm the one that kids should be listening to. I'm not a good person. I'm not a good person at all. 
I have very strong feelings about things. Uh, I'm able to combat communists pretty well because I don't have any shame. That certainly helps. But, I mean, putting out a kid's book, the things kids hear and things kids consume, that's a big deal to me. It's a really big deal. And I don't know that I'm the one to do that. You know, that, that's so, I'm not saying I would never do it, but if I put out a book just for kids and I knew kids everywhere were going to be consuming that book, I would worry, you know, what if I'm leading them astray? What if I'm, what if I'm saying something wrong or something like that? That's somebody's kids, man. We, kids, women and kids, I know you're not supposed to talk about this anymore in this stupid new world we live in. Women and kids should be protected at all costs, treasured and protected at all costs. And I take that very seriously. I take it very, very seriously. All right. Before I get to headlines, I didn't get to, you know, my sky is green theory and what we were talking earlier about my prediction about how, what they're going to say. Everything's going to be Russia's fault. Now, two different, two more headlines. Why Americans should care about the Russian conflict. And of course, it's all about inflation, prices. And next headline, how Ukraine crisis is already hitting America's wallets. <laughs> <laughs> we were all drowning in inflation and gas prices about you know for the last six months at least, and now Ukraine all of a sudden's getting invaded, and now it's all their fault. That that's just beyond hilarious. And now here's a headline. By, go, you know the you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Texas middle school teacher caught on video quote. These conservative Christian people, they need to die. They need to get COVID and die. I just want you to remember, these people, they hate you. They despise you. We must separate ourselves from these people as much as humanly possible. We need, we need separate, we need, honestly, we need separate banking system. We need, look, separate money. I bring up Oxford Gold to you all the time. That's part of it, too. Part of the reason I bring up Oxford Gold is this. You just saw what they did to the Canadian truckers. You have your money in a bank, probably. I mean, I have my money in a bank. Let's be honest. All those systems are still in place here. All they have to do is decide you're a terrorist and gone. Oxford Gold Group will deliver money to your front door. Well, gold to your front door. Gold they can't destroy the value of. And gold some tech nerd at the NSA can't just seize with the click of a button. 833-995-GOLD. Tell Oxford Jesse told you to call and they will take special care of you. I don't want you to do anything crazy. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. Get some gold delivered. Real hard gold in your hands. Get it delivered to your front door, all right? Oxford Gold Group. Gold you can hold, all right? Moving on here. Barely one-third of Americans support Biden's handling of Russia. It is interesting, as anti-Russia as Americans generally are, and understandably so after all that cold union or cold union, cold war, communist scum stuff with the Soviet Union, Americans are just naturally anti-Russia. Here we have a perfect opportunity to jump in, and Americans are not interested. Why? Americans have lost trust in their institutions. Understandably so. Americans simply don't trust what they're being fed anymore. And remember, that's not a bad thing. That is a good thing. You shouldn't trust your institutions. At least 17 lawmakers with big tech oversight have kids who work for firms they regulate. What's that old George Carlin quote? It's a big club and you're not in it. 
This is exactly why I call it the system, because they all work together. They all work with each other, never in the real world, mind you. It's right from Congressman Jerkwater's office to working at Facebook to working at CNN. Maybe I'll go get a job at Columbia. In the meantime, there's the rest of us existing outside that world, getting trampled by that world and convincing ourselves that our representatives are somehow going to do something about it. I'm not so sure they're going to do anything about it. I'm not sure about that at all. FBI seized almost $1 million from this family and never charged them with a crime. Remember, there's nothing more dangerous going on in America today than the Federal Bureau of Investigation deciding Democrats are friends and Republicans are enemies of the state because the FBI has the power to completely destroy your life. And even if they destroy your life, and let's say you get acquitted in the end and didn't do anything wrong, One, they will never make you whole again. Two, they will never be held accountable for wrecking your life. It's a really, really, really big deal. A really big deal. Reports of romance scams hit record highs in 2021. Well, I think making everybody go to their home and date online probably wasn't a great idea in the end. Generally not a great idea. All right, that's enough of all that. Keep your chin up. Tomorrow we're going to have even more fun here on the Jesse Kelly Show. What are we going to do tomorrow? I don't know. I don't plan the show out in advance. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Keep your chin up, all right? Let's hope we're not let's hope we're not in World War 3 by the time tomorrow's show starts. That's all. <laughs> <laughs>